did you know there are a couple billion people, and I mean literally a couple billion people, billion with a B, who have a subconscious desire, a conscious desire to be healthy, happy, prosperous, yet they have a subconscious desire that causes them to self-sabotage their own success. Hey guys, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey guys, Randy here, back with another episode of the podcast, and we have been counting down from number five to number one on the deadliest causes of failure. And today we're at number one on the list, the, the deadliest cause of failure, and it is worthiness issues. People who sabotage themselves because they don't believe they're worthy enough to be healthy, happy, and prosperous. I could literally write an entire book on this subject. And come to think of it, <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> That's the one you guys watching the YouTube um, uh, are seeing behind me, Radical Rebirth. It's literally an entire book about how we self-sabotage our success and our happiness and don't even realize we're doing it. And um, of course, that book is about how to stop that cycle and reinvent your life, create a rebirth for yourself. Uh, and that's kind of the, the, the theme of this episode. Uh, so why do people do that? How does it happen? Why, do the, why does it happen? And then how do you fix it? That's what we're going to explore in this episode. Um, the delivery system for this is plain and simple. It's brainwashing. Billions of people literally are brainwashed to self-sabotage their success, and they have no idea that they've been brainwashed. It, they are the victims of mind viruses, uh, memes, but not, when you, you know, when you say memes today, people think you're talking about slides on, on Instagram or something that go viral, but the real definition of meme is a mind virus that infects and parasitizes the host and causes them to replicate the virus. So it could be something um, innocuous, like a, you know, and fun, like a Black Eyed Peas song, or, you know, a, a, the Nike, just do it slogan, uh, political slogans, things like that. Um, or it could be a negative belief, like money is bad, rich people are evil. And those mind viruses have infected billions of people and it's causing them to take behavior that is self-destructive behavior. Um, the culprits of these mind viruses, I would break it into four categories, the government, the data sphere, organized religion, and the educational system. Uh, and I'll break those down. Um, but here's what I want you to know first. The really ironic thing is in all four of those categories, 
I don't think it's evil, insidious people who are trying to enslave you. It's not a conspiracy theory, which I'm uncovering. It is everyday normal people like you and me who would like to have a better life. They're on a pathway and they don't even realize, for the most case, I mean, there are some evil people. We have to be you know, realistic about that. But most of the time, it's from well-meaning people. Government, you know, most people join the government because they want to change something. They, they might join their local school board to begin because they want to make sure their kids are getting a good education. Or they might run for alder person in their city council because they think the garbage isn't getting picked up right or there's too many potholes in the street. And, you know, they become interested in policy and they want to help make their community a better place and they get into politics, right? They are well-meaning. Data sphere. When I say the data sphere, I mean media, social media, the books you read, the TV shows you watch, the movies you're, you, you uh, go to, all of those electronic impulses for, the, for a lot of it. Um, that influence your thinking. And it's not like book authors set out to write books to brainwash you to do self-destructive behavior or TV script writers or movie script writers set out with that intention. But if you read that book, Radical Rebirth, you will see, holy cow, I cannot believe the amount of subliminal subconscious programming that is evil in the, 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 in the data sphere that I'm being exposed to. And I prosecute that case in that book. I show you literally uh, hundreds of comic books and fiction books and nonfiction books and TV shows and blockbuster movies and documentaries and childhood stories and show you the evil, insidious, all-encompassing mind viruses which are contained in those. And whether it shows like I grew up with, with the Beverly Hillbillies and Gilligan's Island and MASH with the subliminal programming they have, to the modern day shows like Billions and Succession and the kind of programming they have. The Marvel Universe movies, the subliminal programming that uh, rich people are evil and you've got to sell your soul to, to be successful. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, I keep going back to the word insidious because it's insidious, all right? But again, these... James Cameron didn't set out to say, I'm going to write the most evil movie in the history of humankind. He thought, I'm going to write, I'm going to make a movie about Titanic and make it a love story. Yet he created the most evil movie in the history of cinema until he superseded it when he created the first Avatar and now continuing the proud tradition with the second avatar, which are which is like a remake of Alien to the evil, greedy corporation, you know, chasing profits, which is going to destroy humanity. That's the 
subplot of all of those three movies, right? Um, he didn't set out that. He just got the same mind virus as everyone else did. Organized religion, same thing. How many clergy? They don't get in that profession, I guess. What would, vocation, avocation, what will we call that? that? That life's work. Because they want to be evil and um, enslave their followers. But unfortunately, that's kind of the net result of a lot of organized religion today. And then, of course, the education system. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty hard to find a profession more noble than a teacher, right? Teachers, nurses, um, you know, charity workers. These people are really, it's pretty hard to find somebody more noble and honorable and decent and kind and empathetic than those people. And, but you know how many school teachers are infecting their classes of young children, of really uh, susceptible children to negative limiting beliefs that are sabotaging them for life? The number is a lot. So um, why does that happen? Well, in terms of the government, um, and in terms of organized religion, <clears throat> I'm going to put those two together. And by the way, I'm not here to attack your beliefs in your spiritual beliefs. Um, I hope they're serving you and empowering you. Most of the time they're not. I think, you know, I do believe the core message of the Bible is love. I believe the core message of the Quran is love. I believe the core message of philosophies and religions like Hindu and Buddhism, and the Jewish faith, and so many others is love. But the core message has been hijacked by usually the fundamentalists who have been hijacked by mind viruses. And they're the ones who say, okay, we should go kill the people who don't believe what we believe. Um, so it, I put those two together, government and organized religion, well-meaning people who started out, got infected with really dangerous, evil virus, mind viruses, and now they need you to need them. That's what drives the bus. Churches don't do well when they have an entire congregation filled with healthy, happy, wealthy people. Because a lot of those people don't feel the need that, hey, I need to go get my dose of spirituality this Saturday morning or this Sunday morning or this Wednesday night. But people who are praying for a miracle, who are praying, how do I get the money to pay the light bill? How do I get the money for my the doctor bill for the, the, the operation that my child needs to have? Those people need government. They need organized religion. And governments, you know, governments, like I said, they start out benign. They turn evil really quickly. Uh, most uh, what we'd call democracies, republics like the United States, they turn into two-party systems. And then it's all about the power. 
It's being in power. So there's one party in power, and you know what their primary drive, everything they do is focused on? Staying in power. Because they believe with every fiber of their being that they know what's good for you better than the other guys, that other party. And they will do, subconsciously, they end up doing anything they can to stay in power. Uh, and then you've got a party who's out of power. And they, they desperately believe with every fiber of their body that they know what's best for you better than the party in power. And they need to get in power and they will do everything in their means to get that power, to become the party in power who sets the policy. And how do you do that today? You do that by giving shit away. Free medical care, free education, free prescription, free showtime and Netflix. You know, you when this party is given away um, free community college, then you got to give away free four-year public university. When they're giving away free doctor's visits, you got to give away free prescriptions. When they're giving away free whatever, you're gonna somebody's gonna have to say, well, we're gonna give Disney Plus, Hulu, and Netflix because this is a basic human right, right? Eventually it gets to that point until of course it all collapses because you eventually run out of other people's money to spend. It goes into chaos, goes into dictatorship. You have North Korea, you have Russia, you have China, and then the process you know, repeats itself over and over. They need you to need them. Organized religion, they need you to need them. The data sphere needs you to need them. The data sphere, for you guys who follow my newsletter, uh, Friday, you know, uh, Gage on Prosperity, I send out two every week, one called Monday Mojo and one called Friday Philosophy. Um, and smart people watching have figured out they probably come out on Mondays and Fridays. Um, so go to randygage.com if you're not a subscriber. Uh, but look back at the Friday philosophy. I'm recording this uh, end of February 2023, uh, a couple of weeks before. Check the check the blog because I repost the newsletters on the blog at randygage.com. So go down and look for the post about Anxiety Incorporated. And that's what the, the, the data sphere turns into. The news organizations need you to have that Pavlovian dog reaction when it says breaking news alert on your phone. The social media companies need you to have that Pavlovian dog reaction when it says, oh, your ex-girlfriend just put a post on Instagram. Want to see what she wrote? They need you when you go to dinner. You have that phone on the table face up. So every time they have an update, you pick up your phone. They need you to check this phone. The last thing before you go to bed, you're sending out your tweet, your last tweet of the day. They desperately need you to wake up and have that phone next to your bed. And, you know, I, I've said for 
few years now that the single most important prosperity advice I can give you is to put your phone to recharge in a room you don't sleep in. At some point of the day, you've got to put it in the charger and leave it there and calm your mind before you go to bed, sleep without that phone in the room and don't wake up and look at that phone the first thing. And then the education system, why are they doing this? They don't really have an agenda. I guess the colleges do, you know, colleges are multi-billion dollar businesses here in the United States. And so they need to use that FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, if you don't have our degree with our brand and our logo, you're not going to have the life you want. So you should pay this amount of money to go to us. But most of the time, the education system and where the damage is really done is in the early years from kindergarten to third, fourth grade. Uh, and those, those are saints, a lot of those teachers, but they've been parasitized by the mind viruses and they replicate. Um, let me give you the too long, didn't read version of the book for you guys who are too cheap to buy it. I break down your core foundational beliefs in what I believe are the six most important areas of life. And I believe here's the key. This is why I say all the damage in the education system done by third grade, fourth grade, whatever. I believe your core foundational beliefs that most people live their entire lives through um, are set by the time you're eight, nine, 10 years old. The six categories I'm going to put them in. God, religion, money and success, marriage and relationship, sex and sexuality, uh, health and wellness, and work career. Those six areas, um, you get programmed with dysfunctional beliefs that destroy your self-esteem and create worthiness issues. And let me, I just, I give you a couple examples in each one of these. So you think, for you guys who say, oh, this guy, what a crazy conspiracy theory. He thinks everybody's trying to brainwash me. I'm a critical thinker. I have free will. I'm manifesting my destiny. It's not my fault that my life isn't working. I'm an innocent victim. For all you people, let me give you some examples of how you created this yourself. Because um, probably Adam Grant, I think, said it when I first heard it about, you know, a, a good question to ask is, what am I doing to contribute to this thing that I say that I don't want? You know, I say I don't want dysfunctional relationships, but how come I've been divorced four times? I say I want to be healthy, but how come I'm always injured? I'm always sick. I say I want to be wealthy, but how come I'm still broke? You've got to be willing to question what is your role in that outcome? So why don't you do that? Because you buy the bullshit of the mind viruses. So give you some examples for each of the six categories for God and religion. Um, here's the negative dysfunctional beliefs you could have bought. You bought the story that you're born a sorry sinner. 
or the story that the good stuff only comes in the afterlife, that um, you've been reincarnated to pay penance for a past life, or you need to be reincarnated 15 more times until you reach enlightenment and you're worthy of happiness and prosperity. Any one of those, they're bad shit, crazy, dysfunctional beliefs, and they keep you broke, miserable, and sick. The money is success category. This one, you know, this is so easy. Money is bad. Rich people are evil. And it's noble or spiritual to be poor. Those are the most prevalent mind viruses in the world today. If we look at marriage and relationships category, if you were the victim of incest, if you were the victim of some other kind of sexual abuse, if you were the victim of some other kind of physical or emotional abuse, do you have any idea what that does to a child to destroy their self-esteem and, 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 and subject to them to a lifetime of self-sabotage because they don't think they're worthy? The sex sexuality category. Do I even need to talk about this? I mean, how much um, programming is there that sex is dirty when this is a the, the primal drive of all animals, including humans? So you have this prime biological created by millions of years of DNA this biological sexual drive and this sexual energy, and you're programmed that it's dirty and nasty and shouldn't be talked about and should be hidden. And then we have the whole drama of the sexuality and like what's blowing up right now in the for anxiety incorporated, they've got to make you anxious about gender issues right? And who, what pronouns are people using and what sexuality do they identify, what gender, excuse me, what gender do they identify with? Well, you know, what's the reality here? And you say, wait a minute, there's two sexual, there's two genders. If the sperm reaches the egg and it's an XX chromosome, it's a girl. If it reaches the egg and it's an XY chromosome, it's a boy. But that's not true. That's not science. That's not settled science. The actuality, if you want to know actual science, is there's 20 known variations of this XXY. XXXY, et cetera, et cetera. There's more than 20. So of course there are people that are probably born in one body that might identify more you know, with a body that is physically mostly one gender, because there are people born that are really with both sexual organs, believe it or not. There's all kind of uh, nuances on this scale. But I mean, again, we don't, I don't want to get into the, go down that rabbit hole of the science, but the point of this is, this is reality. There are people with this, with gender dysphoria and look at how they're shamed and humiliated and ostracized and ridiculed. 
what does that do to your self-esteem if you're the, if that's the case? Um, let's talk about health and wellness. What are some of the crazy batshit mind viruses that you get programmed with that cause you self-sabotage? How about the one that I think, what is, if there's 300 million Americans, 297 million of them believe, and I'm being a little facetious, but not that much, uh, they believe that it's normal to gain five to 10 pounds every decade you're alive. And you're 10 pounds overweight in your 20s and you're 20 pound overweight in your 30s and you're 30 pound overweight, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a mind virus. That's not based on reality. That's not healthy for you. We, we're, we've been programmed as healthy because that's what the fast food restaurants and the sugar uh, packers and the, you know, the sugar companies and the, the snack food companies and the tobacco companies who own all the snack food companies and the, the soda companies, that's what they want you to believe because they need you to need them just like uh, government does. Um, the belief that it's normal if you're 55, 62 years old, it's normal for you to need 10 prescriptions to stay alive a day. That's just cray cray, but that's a belief. How many people have that? Little side note on this. Uh, I listen to podcasts when I do my cardio in the morning. I do elliptical or treadmill or something. There's TVs in the gym. I don't listen to them because I have my headphones for my uh, podcast, but they're on the screen and I see what's on. Twice the last week, Nickelodeon Network was on the TV screen in front of where I was working out. I watched the food and drinks that were being advertised on that network and the in-show product placement that was happening on the shows on that network I, I just threw my hands in the air literally threw my hands in the air and said those poor kids don't have a they don't have a chance by the time any kid that's watching a steady diet of that network by the time they're 35 years old, they will be diabetic, obese, with six comorbidities, heart disease, heart attack, stroke, whatever. I mean, it's crazy. All right, sixth category. And then we're going to talk about how these impact you and what you got to do to break out of it. But the sixth category is the work and career category. And the, the ones here, the, the two I would highlight is to be successful equals being a bad parent. It's a very prevalent mind viruses, virus. And the other one would be that for companies to be successful, they have to exploit their workers, rip people off and uh, pillage the environment or destroy the environment. It's just a very common belief. All right, so now imagine you, I've taken you through all six categories. Try to be as honest, as um, objective as possible with yourself. How many of those limiting beliefs have you been infected with 
in how many of those categories? For most of you, it's all six and multiple in all six. Try to be objective as you can. And then think how having those beliefs has impacted every major decision you've made. Whether you went to college, which colleges you applied to, uh, who you invited out on a date, who you thought would accept your uh, date proposal, who you proposed to, who you got married to, the work you do, and how much you think the value of the work you do is when you go for a, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach or a consultant or, uh, you know, a, a, an attorney or a doctor or something who sets their own fees, the fees that you accept for yourself. If you're an employee, the, the wages that you ask for, the, the raise that you might uh, seek, um, the career choices you make, what positions you might apply for. Can you see? I mean, can you really see how having that low self-esteem, having that subconscious um, self-sabotage behavior will show up in every area of your life? All right, so every one of those six areas, hopefully you've been objective. Here's your homework. I want you to ask yourself three questions and answer them as best you can. Pregunta numero uno. What are my core beliefs on these six subjects? Question number two. How did I come by those beliefs? And the most important question number three. Are they actually true? Or do those beliefs actually serve me? All right, let's say you don't like the results of these questions. You look at your life and you say, okay, I hate Randy Gage right now, but I gotta admit, he has a few points that might be valid. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I came into this believing that my religion inspires me and holds me, you know, pulls me to becoming a greater Christian or a greater Jew, a better Jew or better whatever. But now when I really look at the subconscious programming I got, I think my religion has not been empowering me. I think it's been enslaving me. Or I thought I had healthy views on marriage and relationships. And I just realized I have terrible, disempowering views on that. Or I thought I really did want to become wealthy, but I realize now I have a subconscious belief that rich people are evil. And I've been sabotaging myself because I didn't want to become one of those evil, mean, rich people like I see on Succession and like I see on Billions and like I see in those James Cameron movies and those uh, Marvel movies and those millions of TV shows. 
what does the rehabilitation process look like? How can you break out of that? That's what I'm going to share with you right now. If you're doing this on the treadmill, walking the dog, um, I don't know, whatever, it's worth replaying this part of the podcast when you can get somewhere stationary and open up a tablet or pick up a notebook and really write these down. The next, what have I got? Seven, seven, seven parts of this, how you break out of worthiness issues that are causing you to sabotage your success. Number one, you realize you have an operating system. That operating system is programmed by your core foundational belief in those six areas. So the first step is you recognize your operating system is actually harmful to you and it's based on dysfunctional beliefs. Number two, you start to recognize negative programming when you see it. Oh, I love going to rom-com movies. Well, isn't that fascinating? This rom-com that I'm watching right now, it's starting with a rich guy who, a rich, bad, creepy guy who is trying to win the girl. And there's a poor guy who wants her to be his woman, his wife, his love. And the theme of the movie is the poor guy wins the girl because the evil, the, the rich guy is an evil guy. And this is whether it's the new Matt, what's Matthew, what's his name from Texas that does all the rom-coms. Um, somebody write it in the comments. My brain is, I got COVID fog at the moment. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, is it the Matthew McConaughey uh, rom-com or is it the country song? He owns, you know, half of downtown Atlanta. All I can give her is the moon. You know, is it the TV show? Um, the, you know, watching Chicago Med when the billionaire buys the hospital or house when the billionaire conglomerate buys the house hospital or is it the good doctor when the billionaire conglomerate buys the hospital and they want to deny sick care to poor people because it's not profitable you start to recognize that and you say holy shit i had no idea when i watched that chicago med that i'm getting this subconscious programming that rich people are evil. But you see, I just gave you the example of three different medical shows and they all did the same exact mind virus. Bad rich person company buys the hospital and the heroic doctors fight the new owner because they want to give care to the poor people that isn't the most profitable. But the evil, greedy, rich people they would let the poor people die because they want to have a good quarterly profit to show the shareholders. 
That's the principle of alien. That's the principle of avatar. That's the principle of 80. That's the theme, the subliminal theme, the books, the TV shows, the movies, the plays, the operas, the blog posts, the morning drive time radio shows over and over and over again. You are being programmed with hundreds of negative subliminal messages a day. And you, you, you get to the point, step two, you get to the point where you start to notice them. And so if you didn't read Radical Rebirth, read those chapters on like on the movies and the TV shows and the children's stories, and you'll see these memes that just keep coming back over and over and again. And you start to recognize. Number three, you eviscerate negative beliefs and replace them with empowering ones. So you say, hey, this belief that rich people are evil doesn't serve me. If I transform that into a belief that the wealthier I become, the more good I'm going to be able to do in the world, now you have an empowering belief. Number four, you mindfully counter-program all of the negative programming you're getting with positive programming. Books, this podcast, blogs, you find places with empowering uh, beliefs, things that inspire you, empower you, encourage you to become the highest possible version of yourself. And then you can have a guilty pleasure and you can go see the new Batman movie and know it's gonna have some negative programming or you could watch House of the Dragon and know it's going to have some horrific programming, but you're counter-programming it with positive stuff. That takes you to step five. You now have entered the stage where you become the thinker of the thought. You think about what you think about. And this is transformational for you. Number six, what happens next? You start to make incremental prog progress, expanding your prosperity consciousness, which creates better results, which creates a nice cycle. So now you get more empowering program. You create more results that are better. You have more time for self-development, personal growth. You mindfully are attracting more positive programming and you're creating yet more results. And where you get the breakthrough is step seven. At one point, you reach the tipping point where 50.000001% of your thoughts are positive. That's the tipping point. Just if it's a millionth of a percent, you've now tipped to the positive thing and you will accelerate that positivity cycle and pretty soon you're at 51% positive thoughts, 53% positive thoughts and your whole life is transformed from that moment on. All right, I know we took a while with this. I know we went into depth. I know I probably said some things to insult you or inflame you or make you pissed off at me, but I hope you know why I did it and that it's coming from love. And that, um, like I said, for all five of these, all five episodes, this isn't the result of some Harvard study. This is what I have experienced 
being a coach and a trainer and, and you know, uh, uh, you know, having coaching programs and working with high level achievers, my breakthrough you coaching program, where I'm working with some of the brightest people on earth. These five things, particularly this number one deadliest, the worthiness issues, this is what I see are holding people back. I think there's a very good likelihood it's holding you back. And I want to help you change that. All right. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Share it. Like it. Share the YouTube channel. And, of course, get down in the comments and let me know what's up. Love you guys. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor, please. And practice the circulation law of prosperity by telling your friends about the Power Prosperity Podcast. Please like it, rate it, and share. Peace.